example is our authority. It's, it's how we live our life. It's the authority on which we stand and live. There we go. Two weeks ago, we, Pastor Jeff preached that prayer is our means. Prayer is our means. And it was a wonderful message to understand that as Christians, that's, that's how we accomplish everything. That's what we should be in and using to have, have God's will accomplished in our lives. And prayers are mean. Last week we heard from Mark Johnson, but this week we're talking about dependency, which is spelled wrong, but that's okay. Dependency. Well, that's maybe when you dance. Dependency upon God is our posture. So it's the third part of a series. We had uh, Mark Johnson and Mark and Jenny in there in between. But dependency upon God is our posture. And in, in preparing for this message, and, and this, this is a series that, that God downloaded, if, if I can use that word because it's so common to us in computer knowledge. You know, God downloaded this to Pastor Jeff in another setting, and he, and, and he just began to write about the things, the values that we hold as a, as a body and hold as believers. And those were the first three we're going to continue on. And I think there's, is there nine? I've, I've never counted them. But, but over the next number of weeks, we're going to be talking about these things, the values that we have that, that God has is, is given us eight. There's actually going to be eight. And this morning is dependency upon God is our posture. And I was thinking about that, going at, that God inspired Pastor Jeff to use the word. Not, not that this is as inspired as the word of God, but God can move upon us to pick and choose the words. And, and he could have used a lot of other words, but I thought, well, what is posture? And, and I spent even some time trying to find the difference of, you know, we think, well, what is posture? We think of our physical stature. You know, somebody has good posture. They sit straight. They stand right. It's something that they are all the time. Though if you have poor posture, you can stand upright for a moment. But soon, you'll slump back over, right? Some people have poor posture. They can stand upright for a second. But, but without thinking about it, slowly they go back in. So it's different than standing, it's a, it's a different thing than standing, even in the idea that uh, somebody might come up to you and say, where do you stand on the issue of abortion? And you say, well, I stand here. But is it something that drives your whole life? A posture is something that's part of us all of the time. And as a body, as a faith statement, truly, dependency upon God is our posture. This morning I could ask the question, and I've asked myself this this week, and I, have, I, I am sad to say that I had to answer no. Is dependency upon God my posture? And challenging myself in that question, I said no. Because I depend on myself. I depend on my knowledge. I depend on my wisdom. I get up at times and rush right into the day without ever stopping to say, God, I can't go into this day without you. I need you. Because I do that on occasion, truly my posture is not dependent upon God. But God is stirring that up. Because we need to become a people that is truly dependent upon God in our everyday living. Not just in something we do. I, will, I would say almost every one of us in here knows how to depend on God in a moment. 
I've seen you. I've talked with you. God has, God has heard you when you've cried out to God in that moment and says, God, I can't do this. But when we get out of that, we get back into our own strength and we live our life. So dependency upon God being our posture is going to be a life-changing thing and it's not an action verb. Being dependent is that. It's being dependent. We can't give you a list of things to do, though there are things that can help us arrive at this being dependent upon God, but it's not just something you can do and say, okay, today I'm going to do dependency on God. And that's what we typically do. We get reminded. My wife is a wonderful reminder to me. She's the spiritual one in the family. And, and she, you know, well, I'll be, if, if I'm stressing or worrying, and she'll just bring it right back. We need to trust and, and pray. And, and, and we go to this, and she helps me to, in the moment, be dependent on God and look to Him. But God is stirring up, and we need to become countercultural. We need to go against the flow so much because the world is saying, depend on yourself. The world says, I can do all things through myself that strengthens me. And we buy into it. Healthy self-esteem is wonderful, but we've gone too far and we've become a very independent, self-centric people. And we don't even want to depend on God. We don't want to depend on one another because we want to say, I can do this. It's amazing how many people, myself included, love to serve other people. They go, and when somebody's in trouble, they want to go and they help, and they give money, or they fix a car, or they install a dishwasher, or whatever it is that they do. But when we need, we don't ask for help, and we don't receive help, because I can do it on my own. Can you relate, can you relate with that, some of you? I can. I'm speaking to myself. But we need to change the way we live. We need to change our thinking and understanding and develop a posture of being dependent Upon God. And I had some great conversations with Matthew this week on this. Uh, we'd go for drives and I kept just asking him, well, what is the difference between standing and posture? And what is this? I just wanted to hear what he would, what was thinking and sound some things off of him. But this posture is a lifestyle. It's got to be at the core for us as, as believers. Trusting in him for everything. We had a conversation, and through our conversation, and in this message, we could have gone a lot of directions, and I was praying and seeking God, God, where do you want to go? There's a lot of ways we could talk about being dependent on God, and I said, God, which way are we going this morning? And it was with our life that we need to understand and submit to our dependency upon God, because truly, we can live our entire Christian life on this earth and never be dependent upon God. We won't be very successful, but we can do it. This message is interesting, isn't it? I did not wake up and have to pray, God, help me to breathe today. Oh, good. I can breathe. God put things in order. He holds the universe together, he says. But we don't think about our dependency upon God to breathe. And I thought, well, do we need Him to breathe? The unsaved person 
has no dependency upon God in his mind. But yet he's utterly dependent upon God. Because it's God that holds the whole universe together. It's God that created things to work. And if he decides to stop the process and say, I'm out of here, we all die. We don't think about that. But beyond that dependency, and that's a good place to start. That's a humbling moment. Wait a second. God holds the universe together. Why don't the atoms blow apart? And if you've studied you know, chemistry and understand atoms and how fast they're moving inside of that thing and the protons and neutrons, and you go, man, why don't they just burst apart because God is holding them together? We're dependent upon him. But the next step is to submit our lives in dependency upon him and stop living as if we are the end all, if we are the authority and that we have the, the ability to just make decisions haphazardly apart from him. And we can. I'm proof of it. I've done it too many times. And the, the results sometimes were actually pretty good. Well, honestly, right? You can't, we can't say we've never done something on our own and, and, and it never worked out. We've all been successful on our own at times. And that just feeds us a little bit more say, yeah, I can really do this. But there's a difference between our success and God's success in and through us. There's a difference between our own success and God's success in and through us. And until we start depending upon God, we're not going to see that success. We're going to continue to see our success. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. But we need to take the next step and say, God, what do you have for me? Jesus walked on the earth fulfilling the entire law while he was here. Fulfilling it. He taught us. He showed us. He exampled life. He gave the disciples authority over all the power of the enemy. And he sent them out. And they cast out demons and they laid hands on the sick. I think that's pretty good. I think if he would have done that, I would have said, man, God, that is enough for me. I have all that I need because of what you taught me, because of what you showed me, because of your example. I have all I need. And so Jesus went up to heaven and left us alone. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. Jesus exampled, lived, taught, showed, empowered, and yet he wasn't done. He wasn't done. Acts chapter 1 verse 4, being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Understanding God, having a knowledge of Him, following His example is not enough. Jesus left us the Holy Spirit, and He wanted us to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. He needed His presence, His power, inside of us so as believers we could walk this walk out and every time we walk outside of that we're doing it back on our own strength 
He wants us to wait until we're endued with power and walk in the Holy Ghost. He showed us in that brief moment that we need to understand that we are dependent upon Him. The disciples could have left. They could have walked their Christian faith out and done certain things in their own strength. But He says, wait. Don't do it on your own. Let the power of the Holy Ghost empower you and fill you up. The idea of this dependency upon God is is even hard for me to understand and grasp. I spent the majority of my time in preparation praying. And every time I went to study, I thought, am I going to learn about being dependent on God this morning? Or am I going to be dependent upon God this morning? I'm like, thanks, God. You don't want to see my notes this morning. We need to learn to walk in dependency on God in everything. And we need to understand how dependent we are. I found a a book of Puritan prayers. Uh, Does anyone have the book Valley of Vision? Have you ever heard of it? It's a book of Puritan prayers. Now, this is a contemporized prayer from that. And and I saw it. I went, oh, God. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful even in my closest walk with you. It is of your mercy that I did not die long ago. Your grace has given me in the cross by which you have reconciled yourself to me and me to you, drawing me by your great love, declaring me as innocent in Christ, though guilty myself. Giver of all graces, I look to you for strength to maintain them in me. For it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin. A river of corruption since childhood days. Flowing on in every pattern of behavior. You have disarmed me of the means in which I trusted and I have no strength but in you. You alone can hold back my evil ways. But without your grace to sustain me, I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon your strength. Let every trial teach me more of your peace, more of your love. Your Holy Spirit is given to increase your graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless He works continually in me. May He confirm my trust in your promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon you for Jesus' sake. What an awesome prayer of being dependent upon God. He gets us everywhere we turn. Even in the graces and the gifts that God has given us, we can't sustain them on our own. 
He is the giver and the sustainer of all things. The world that we live, especially in the United States, we need to get a hold of this and begin to walk on dependence, walk in dependence, live in dependence, have a posture of dependence every day at all times on God because the enemy is stirring up and getting stronger and stronger and he is continually coming against us in selfishness, self-centered, and individualism. And you can't be an individual if you're dependent upon another person. You can't be an individual if you're dependent upon another person. Counseling has taken us so far, and that's part of the reason where we're at. We hear these teachings and counselors and psychology and all this junk that comes down the pipe at us saying to be dependent. No, let's be dependent on God. So I was thinking about some of these, this, this topic, I began to think of some of the people in the Bible, and there's a lot. And there's a lot that fit this. I went to the beginning, and I'm not going to go all the way from the beginning to Revelation because we don't have that much time this morning. But I went, Eve's temptation was to be like God. If she was like God, she wouldn't need God. She lost the idea of her understanding that she was supposed to be dependent upon him. She lost that, that she was supposed to be dependent upon God. We know what happened. Abraham received a promise in Genesis. He received a promise that he would be the father of many nations. And he waited for a time. And then he fell into the trap of not being dependent upon God, who said, I would do it through Sarah. And he took matters into his own hands and says, I'll do it my own way because I'm independent from God. And we know that that was not a good decision for Abraham. Ishmael was born. But when he went back to his dependency upon God, the promise was received in Isaac. He didn't do it his own way. And Isaac was conceived and born. And years later, when God tested Abraham and said, Take your son and sacrifice him on the mountain. I will show you. I think out of pure despair, many of us in this room, even if we were obedient, would have walked up the road and not been able to handle it any longer, the idea that we were about to kill our only child and we would have killed him in the ditch and went back home distraught and in despair. But in that moment, thank God that Abraham depended upon God all the way to the mountain that he showed him. In that passage, we know that there was a ram caught in a thicket when Abraham and Isaac went up on the hill to worship God. There was a ram caught in the thicket and Abraham heard it and he got the ram and he sacrificed the lamb. And that's where we get the word Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. But there's also a meaning and understanding in that that on top of being our provider, that Jehovah sees ahead of time 
and prepares the answer. They had to be far enough from the mountain. They walked from the mountain and, and God, Jehovah, saw the need and he got the ram caught in the thicket for Abraham and Isaac. But if Abraham wouldn't have depended upon God to even show him which mountain to go on, he would have gone and done it on his own strength. And Isaac would have died. When we walk off into our own independent ways, even in fulfilling the word of God, we can end up killing the promise of God. What's he promised? Depend on him to bring it to fruition. Live that life of dependency. And he can bring back the dead promise. He can bring it back to life. But we need to depend on him the whole way. How many pastors, missionaries, teachers, men and women of God have gotten a word from God, something burning in their bosom as you would, and went out and says, I've got this, and they went out on their own strength and they tried to accomplish it and failed. God often gives us vision and words and direction, but we need to depend on Him every step of the way. Otherwise, we might end up killing our own promise. I think of Moses. Moses was known as a friend of God. Moses spoke to God on the mountain multiple times. He had fellowship and communion with God. They're out in the desert, and the people are complaining that they have no water. And at this point, God has already taken Moses through the Red Sea by holding up his rod. And he, he used his rod in confronting Pharaoh, turning it into a serpent. God had given Moses a rod to do miracles with. And they're out in the desert, and the people are crying, we have no water. And God tells Moses, go to the rock and speak to the rock. So Moses gathers all the people around. And he says, this day your God will provide. And he takes his rod and he strikes the rock. And water came out. You think, wait a second, God didn't say strike the rock. He said speak to it. But yet the miracle still happened. But they were punished because of Moses' lack of dependency upon God. Moses was depending upon the strength and might and miracle-working power of his staff. And God said, no, speak. This time I'm going to change things up. Why? Because I believe that Moses was beginning to lean on his staff more than he should have. He was trusting. He was becoming dependent on something that God had given him. But he became, on the, he became dependent upon the thing rather than on the giver of the thing. And that's why God shakes it up. And he says, don't get dependent on the, way you, the things that you know and the ways that you know. Be dependent on me. Every word that comes out of my mouth. Church, we live in a place today that we have the Holy Spirit. He, he went away and He gave us the Holy Spirit. We need to be listening more and more to the Holy Spirit. Depending on Him. 
Speak to us. Speak through the word. Speak to our hearts. Speak to us in our cell group. Speak to us in celebration. Listening to him. He didn't give us a gift so that we could ignore it. But hear and be dependent on every word that comes from him. In the book of Judges, find another story of a man who became very dependent upon God. The form of Gideon. Now, God's first call to, to Gideon when he was hiding in the threshing floor trying to hide all the wheat and, and he was threshing it out and God called down to him and says, Oh, mighty man of valor, he's hiding. But God takes Gideon and raises him up and brings about an army of people to go and attack the Philistines. And as they were doing that, God began to strip him away, if you read the story of his men. He's, his first test was, tell the men, whoever's afraid, that they can go home. And thousands left him. And, and, and Gideon says, well, we can still do it. Because now I don't, want the, I don't want the fearful ones with me. I just want those that are ready for battle. And God says, no, there's one more thing we're going to do. Go down to the, to the water. And whoever laps water like a dog, we're going to get rid of them. And out of 10,000, only 300 were left. God sometimes makes us dependent upon Him. Sometimes He just absolutely strips everything out from us and says, who will you depend on today? And we look around and go, I can't depend on anything but you, oh God. Now I wish, truly I wish maybe He'd do that more often because it'd be a lot easier if He just did all the work for us. Strips everything out and so we're always just depending on Him. But He doesn't. But for Gideon, He says, no, I'm going to show you a principle today. Only trust in me. And he did. Sometimes God wants to make us dependent on him. Sometimes God wants to make us dependent on him. When we are depending on ourselves, he just says, I'm going to make you to depend on me. And he allows all of our comforts, all of our security to be stripped away. Who's ever been there? And you went, I have no choice today but to be dependent on God. But I believe most of the time, God wants us to know that we are dependent upon Him. He doesn't want to strip us all the time. He just wants us to know and live as we are absolutely dependent on Him. And if you're like me, which thank God none of you are, you you don't want to be like me. You can find yourself doing what I struggle with at times. Having abilities within myself. I'm not a totally incapable person. Some people might say I am, but I, I don't believe I'm a totally incapable person. I have certain things that I can do, and I, certain things I can even do well. 
I can counsel people. There's just a certain amount of knowledge and wisdom and experience that I have in my life that I can give counsel that works. But God is the mighty counselor. I can can pastor people and talk to them and listen to them and encourage them and love them. But Jesus is the great shepherd. I can study harder and get degrees and get knowledge. But God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. I can use my life experience to offer wisdom to people. But God said that He will give me the spirit of wisdom and the gift of wisdom, supernatural, and which will be better. See, We can live this life absolutely independent from God. Atheists do it. What's the result? I don't want my results. I want God's results. Because His results, every time, will be far and above anything that I can think of. But I have to depend on Him for it. And depend on Him through it. understanding who God is is going to help us so much to begin to just wake up and say, God, going into the day. I like that, that prayer. I wish I, I, I wish I would have thought about it. You know, God, so far today, I've been pretty good. I haven't lied or stolen and gossiped, and I haven't yelled at my kids. And, but I'm about to get out of bed. And I'm going to need your help. That needs to become the motto. You know, I've done pretty good so far, but my feet are about to touch the ground. And after this, we're in trouble. In, in Guatemala, God stirred something up in me and, he, and he's stirring it again and It was a simple prayer that I prayed. Truly, I I prayed, I believe, every day. I may have missed a few. I I haven't prayed it as much anymore, but I'm getting back to praying that again. And it was, God, you have a plan for today. Can I be part of it? So many of us get up and say, God, I have to go here. Here, here, I have this appointment. I'm going to meet with Joe and going to do all these things. Will you bless my time? I don't want God to bless my time anymore because that's depending on me. See the slight difference? God, you have a plan for today. I want to be part of it. I want to be dependent upon you. That doesn't mean I have to stand in front of my closet saying, do I wear the blue jeans or the dockers? But God, But God, as as I even wake up this morning, and every step and everything that I do this morning, including putting on my clothes, could I, would you help me to be mindful of your voice? Would you help me to put all my plans 
behind and say, anything that you have for me, I want to be a part of first and foremost. Because I might walk to the closet and he might say, where are the dockers? And you go, well, why would he say, well, what if I... What if I run into some people who won't respect and listen to me if I'm dressed like a slob today? And he says, no, you're going to run into some people. I've already got an appointment for you, but you need to wear some dockers and a nice shirt because that's, that's the type of people they are. And if you walk into them, they'll get into conversation with you. And if you're led by me, you can share them my love. Will we be that open to God? God. In every decision, I need to depend upon you because your results will be far greater than mine. I can go into the day and wear my jeans and I'll, I'll have a successful day. I'll come home and think, wow, that was a pretty good day. But maybe I missed out on something because I wasn't depending upon God and Him speaking to me. Dependency upon God needs to be our posture for to see the lost saved and people reconciled to God and to see victory in our life. But there's going to be a lot of dying that has to take place. We need to look out into the, to each other and just see a room full of dead people. Be like that kid on the movie. I see dead people. <laughs> we need to be dead. Dependent upon God. Life support. That's the way we need life support in Jesus. When you read the Psalms, you, I just, especially as I was preparing for this, I was reading so many Psalms, I went, this is just, I think you might as well call these songs of dependency on God. Just, David was, depend, he was the king for goodness sake, yet he cried out, God be my avenger. He had the power to say, kill him. God be my avenger. God be my strength, be my rock. He was the king. We can learn a lot from David's dependency upon God. We can learn a lot when he wasn't dependent upon God too. God, I'm feeling like I, I, like I need another gift. And I've got some power. And I like the gift on that rooftop. Don't depend on your own strength and your position and your gift. You might even be in a position of authority in a workplace. And you might feel like something's coming up and you're, you know, I can use my authority to get that for God. Well, depend on God first. Don't just rely on the authority in the place that you have. Don't let that be the rod that gets us cursed. God, you've pushed, put me in this place of authority, but is that what you want me to use this time? Be led. Where you go, I will go. Let's do what we see him doing and learn to be dependent on him. Psalm 62, I'm going to read a few verses out of it. Psalm 62. My soul finds rest in God alone. Right there, I'm convicted. How many times have I found rest in myself, in a movie, somewhere else? God, but truly my rest comes from you alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock 
and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. And there's that declare. When I see these things, he's speaking to his soul. And if, you, if you, you're like me, you've done this to yourself. Hey, we need to tell ourselves, find rest in God alone. And you almost find yourself talking to yourself. And people are going, is that, you know, multiple personality? I don't know what that. But I've, I've got to sometimes actually speak to myself and say, no. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. Because my hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. These are statements of faith that we have to say, no, I choose to let him alone be my rock. Not my job, not my finances, not my relationships. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. One thing God has spoken, two things have I heard, that you, O God, are strong and that you, O Lord, are loving. God, we are dependent upon you this morning for everything. God, even in our, even in our wealth and our money, God, Deuteronomy says that you give us the power to gain wealth. You hold everything together, which means that the atoms that oxygen is made up are, are being held together by you, God. And if you let go, we all die. We are dependent utterly upon you for everything. But, Lord, we are choosing to begin to receive a posture, to have a posture, God, of dependence upon you. And we're asking God. Help us. Help us to depend on you. Help us to have that posture at all times. Not just a stance, but a true posture that we walk in dependence upon you each and every day. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. That your name would be praised. God, each of us in here need lessons on how to depend on you. God, teach us. Show us the areas that we're not allowing you to move and that we're not being dependent upon you. Change our heart, oh God. Conform our minds to yours. Lord, help us to think differently than we've been taught and we've learned to think. Cleanse us. God, we confess that we, as believers, have relied on our own strength many, many times. God, forgive us. Forgive us. We thank you, God, that in you is life. In you is peace. In you is our righteousness. Apart from you, we can do nothing. But through you and in you, we can do all things which strengthen us through Christ. God, your ways are higher than mine, and I don't want to walk in my own any longer, but I want to walk in yours. Lead me in the path of righteousness. Lead us in the paths of righteousness this morning, God. 
We thank you for your love. We thank you that you are our rock. We give you praise. 